Hello everyone and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode 10. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse three, the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah while he was in prison. And he said to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you, he is there. All we need to do is look for him. This is still Women's History Month, and in my daily devotions that I post on my website at mamiejohnsonministries.org, as well as my Facebook page, I continue to post content about women in scripture. There was one particular devotion that struck me quite a bit as of this week, we have officially lived through a whole year of pandemic ups and downs, from shutdowns to curfews and seemingly endless restrictions. It made me think about what has changed or if anything has changed. One thing I hope that has increased is your pursuit of God. Let me share with you one of those devotions as I believe it hits home with regards to asking and seeking God for help and for deliverance. It was a devotion I posted from the book of Matthew, dated March 17, 2021. Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre of Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. What loving parent wouldn't do whatever they had to do to take care of their hurting child? In the story of the Canaanite woman, we find someone who is of mixed ancestry approaching Jesus. Canaanites worship Baal or Baal, an idol. However, here she's found going after and following after and crying out to Christ. She's desperate. And there is something about Christ that compels her to reach out to him for help. She's a descendant of Israel's enemies. Why would she come to him? This woman who had grown up worshiping idols dared to come to Jesus, the Holy One, for help. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and this woman was desperate. Initially, she was rebuffed. Send her away, for she cries out after us. I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. But she refused to give up, even when Jesus gives her what by many would be a denigrating reply or a put down. She continues to go after him. He says, it's not right to eat the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. But her response conveyed three things, a refusal to be offended, a refusal to quit, which was an echo, as I hear it, of the wrestling with Jacob and God in the book of Genesis chapter 32, when Jacob wrestled with the angel of God and he said, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. So she demonstrated the three things, a refusal to be offended, a refusal to quit, and the faith to believe that Jesus could and would heal her daughter. And he did. 
The Canaanite woman exhibited persistent faith, refusing to let people, circumstance, or otherwise prevent her from coming to Christ to get what she needed. No matter how hard things are, no matter what others may think or say, let nothing prevent you from persevering and trusting in your faith in God. When I wrote this devotion, I began to think about all of the people that have been calling out and crying out to God for help. They have prayed for sick loved ones, the ones who were hospitalized and placed on ventilators. They were praying for those who were in nursing homes without the ability for any outside visitors or human touch. They were praying for their children who were sequestered at home, the ones living in abusive environments, the ones without internet and with no ability to stay on top of much needed education and learning. They were praying for overwrought teachers who had to adapt to digital technology while trying to get their students to engage by looking at a video screen. They were praying for jobs, the ones that were lost and the ones that were considered essential, leaving them exposed to this unseen enemy. They were praying and crying out for people who had lost their homes and living on the streets, for parents who didn't have enough food, so they stood in long food lines hoping to get enough food to feed their families, sometimes going without so at least the children could be fed. They were praying and crying out for churches whose doors were closed and communal fellowship abandoned and relegated to Zoom worship and video streaming. They've been crying out just to have a hug from their grandchildren, some recently born who have yet to see the next generation. They will be crying out for the ones that were lost, those who died and unable to come together with friends and loved ones because of the ongoing restrictions to say goodbye to the ones they lost. Memorials took the place of funerals. Grubhub took the place of eating out. Instacart and Amazon replaced grocery delivery. Online took the place of indoor shopping. Phone calls took the place of visits. We prayed, we cried, we sought relief, and we're not out of the woods yet. People are now crying out for vaccines, to get back on their feet, to get back to work, to find work. I heard today that a couple sold anything they could in their home, even their wedding rings, just to stay afloat. They said that that act alone made them realize that it was just material possessions, but I'm sure it had to hurt. Yes, we have been crying out, and Jesus can answer all of our cries if we believe and trust in him. I wonder in all of our crying out, what have we learned? Have we learned that the things we cherish, the material things like clothes, jewelry, material possessions, were they really worth it? These things are perishable and I confidently say that those who have suffered during this pandemic, and we all have in some way, they would tell you that none of that matters if you don't have your health or strength. They would tell you none of it matters if they could have their loved ones back. They would tell you none of it matters if they didn't have to go through a situation like this again. This woman in the book of Matthew didn't care what anyone thought or said about her. She loved her daughter and would do anything she needed to do, even at the perceivable insult of being called anything less than a woman or a mother, a mother seeking help for her daughter. It is the hard times that teach us much about perspective and having the right perspective when calamity hits. We all will have some kind of heartbreak in our lives, some kind of heartache or hard time, but we don't have to succumb to it. 
from the moment of our birth, there's this clock that starts ticking. Only God knows when the hand will stop and our time on earth will end. Yet, there is an afterlife, and for those who are saved, that life will be lived out in eternity with the Heavenly Father, where there will be no more suffering, no sickness, nor death. Until that time, let's be dutiful in our walk. Love more than you hate. Give more than you keep. Trust more than you doubt. Instead of seeing this as a time of loss and tragedy, see it as a time of reflection, of a time of recentering and refocusing on the things that are really important, those things that really do matter. Stimulus checks won't bring back loved ones. Anger won't dispel the hurt. You might ask, where was God during all of this? Why didn't he fix this? Why is he allowing us to experience all of this overwhelming pain and grief? God does not promise that our lives will be easy. We may suffer sickness, disaster, pain, and suffering. The Apostle Paul understood, understood this from his own circumstance. In the book of Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 10, he said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Sometimes it is in our worst circumstance, our worst times, when the people of God grow in their faith. You may not be someone who has suffered much during this unpredictable time, but I do hope that when you were able, that you shared with someone who had little, loved as someone who has much, and remain steadfast in your call as disciples of Christ. Until next time, God bless you, and be sure to see the sunrise, to see Christ in your everyday situations.